You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today, we have a special guest missionary with us. Let's prepare our hearts as our guest missionary brings forth God's truths from His Word today. Well, take your Bibles this evening and turn to the book of Acts and chapter 16. Acts chapter 16. I'd like to look at a passage here tonight that uh, gives to us an example of a couple of men who completely dedicated their lives to the Lord and were totally dedicated to the cause of Christ. They weren't living this life on earth to find comforts. They weren't living to uh, you know, play a game here on this earth. They were living for God's purpose. And in Acts chapter 16, we'll start in verse 16 with the story of Paul and Silas, the true account here of two men of God. Remember, they were sinners like you and I, saved by the grace of God. And they served the same God, they had the same Savior, they had the same Holy Spirit that you and I have here tonight if you have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation. And so let's start in verse 16 and see uh, what happens here. The Bible says, And it came to pass, as we went to prayer, and again, let me just, a little bit of background, they were going into the city of Philippi to give the gospel to this lost city. So as we went to prayer, notice they started off with prayer, realizing that their dependence must be on God. A certain damsel, possessed with a spirit of divination, met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. And when her masters saw that the hope of their gains was gone, They caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers and brought them to the magistrates, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, They cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. Lord, we just pray for your blessing in these moments as we look into your word. Help us to have hearts that are open and tender, completely yielded to you right now, so that you can work as you would see fit. Lord, strengthen us. Bless these dear people here, Lord, as they seek to serve you and be used of you here in this community. Thank you for what you will do here tonight, and that you will meet with us in Jesus' name. Amen. I'd like us to notice just three simple truths from this passage of Scripture, and we'll continue a few more verses further in a little bit, but three basic truths that help us today in 2017 to realize how God can use me and work through me in supernatural ways. I've titled this, Seeing God Do the Supernatural. Seeing God Do the Supernatural. Here we started off uh, in verse 16 with Paul and Silas praying for God to work. Going to God in prayer. Knowing that they did not have the ability in and of themselves to go into this city and overcome the spiritual darkness and opposition, the blindness 
that was upon the city of Philippi. They knew they were powerless without God. And I'd like us to notice, first of all, that we must have a steadfast commitment to truth if we're going to see God do the supernatural. We must have a steadfast commitment to truth. These men were servants of the Most High God. Look at verse 17. I find it so fascinating how this demon-possessed girl was announcing something that was actually true. She says, uh, she's empowered by, by Satan. She says, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. What she said was exactly right. But what was wrong with the whole scenario? She's empowered by Satan. Remember, when, what, did, what did Satan do when he tempted Jesus? He quoted the scripture, didn't he? Have you ever seen people who are obviously not following the word of God, but yet they find some Bible verse uh, to fit what they want to do and what they think they should do. They find some verse and they are obviously pulling it out of context, but they're using it to convince themselves that what they're doing is okay. When you know it doesn't fit in with what, what God is truly uh, presenting in the scripture. We must be committed to truth. These men knew Jesus Christ. They had believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. They knew he was the truth and the way. They were dedicated to truth. God had given his word to these men. Go to the city of Philippi and preach Jesus Christ. God had given them that through his Holy Spirit. And these men knew that that was absolute truth, that they needed to go and give the gospel to this city of Philippi. You and I here tonight have been given a clear command by our Savior to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Go to every nation, every tribe, and give the gospel. And we are to be actively involved in that. We see four uh, throughout the New Testament. You see the examples of, of the, the early church praying for missionaries, giving toward missionaries, sending missionaries, and then people themselves being called to go. And I think those four, are, those four principles are very clearly taught in the New Testament. Praying, giving, sending, and going. And these two servants of God had gone with the gospel. Notice in verse 18, the Bible says that this demon-possessed girl was announcing this for many days. This did she many days. But Paul, finally, I, I guarantee during those days, he was praying. He was seeking the Lord. God, there is something not right. This girl is, uh, is preaching, you know, saying good things about us. You know, almost like she's preaching. You know, but... Uh, it, something isn't right, Lord. Show us what is wrong. And I'm sure in those days, as they sought the Lord, and he was probably just seeking for God to empower him and enable him to be able to cast that demon out. You know, Christ told some of his disciples at one point, hey, the reason you're not able to see that demon cast out is because some go not forth but by prayer and fasting. And I guarantee that Paul was probably fasting during these days. In the beginning of verse 18, this did she many days. And then uh, the Bible says, But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. He didn't just tell that demon to come out. It was in the name of Jesus Christ. The name to whom every knee will bow and every tongue will confess 
that Jesus Christ is Lord. You know what? That, many, that verse many times comes to my mind when God brings me uh, into a, into contact with a Muslim or a Hindu or somebody you know, who is just a totally different religion that is in complete contradiction to Scripture, to God, to truth. Every knee will bow. Boy, those Muslims who travel on their knees to Mecca, their knees are going to bow before Jesus Christ one day. Let's get to them before it's too late. Let's be earnest. Let's be praying for them. Let's be reaching out to those co-workers. Let's be praying and reaching out to family members because we have the truth. We have it. And if you believe in a literal hell tonight, then that ought to be incredible motivation for us to be giving the truth wherever we go. Notice that these men were dedicated to truth. When, when tension started to rise, here the demon was cast out. These men were dragged into the city, and the whole city eventually was in an uproar. I know a lot of preachers today you know, and, uh, that we see on TV and, and that are very popular in America today and around the world that would never come close to having the courage and the confidence in Jesus Christ to go like these men right here and preach the gospel. And you know what? Uh, these men, Paul and Silas, were committed to truth. They were dedicated. Things got heated. Things were not looking very good. Eventually, as the, by the time the magistrates were done with these men, after they were publicly humiliated by getting their clothes ripped off of them and beaten right in front of everybody, then thrown into the innermost prison... Paul and Silas continued to trust in the Lord. I don't know about you, but I would be, I would be quite tempted to start questioning God. God, where are you? <laughs> you told me to come in and give the gospel, and here now they've totally humiliated us. Our, our backs are dripping with blood, and now we're sitting in this innermost prison, totally locked in. God, where are you? I don't know about you, but I would be tempted to ask that. I know in my own life, I often, you know, it takes just tiny little trials sometimes to get me to start doubting, to weaken my faith sometimes. And boy, it's a shameful thing. But the courage that these men had, they were dedicated to truth. They knew that Jesus was with them wheresoever they go, even to the end of the earth. Jesus was with them. Notice, not only, first of all, must we have a steadfast commitment to truth, but notice, secondly, we must allow the Spirit of God to flow through us no matter what the circumstances. That's a lot of times easier said than done, isn't it? But God is there to enable us. We cannot do it. That's, we, can't, we, can't have, we cannot work up enough courage and determination in our hearts to stay dedicated and committed and faithful to God in the midst of such opposition like these men saw. But if we yield to the Lord, if we keep our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, we will be enabled by the Spirit of God to be able to do what these men did. And let's look at verse 25. There they sat in their prison, blood running down their backs, totally humiliated by that city. And now look at this, verse 25. Look at the response of these, these men. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and saying praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. <laughs> In other words, they were doing it loud enough to prove that they were not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. They didn't sit in there and just kind of mumble, 
little thank you, Lord, for saving them. No, they were belting it out. The other prisoners heard them. I'm sure there were prisoners in there that were scorning. You know, guys who hang out in jail for a long time can get really, really hard, can't they? And I'm sure that there were people in there shouting out scornful comments, mocking these guys. Who is your God? Where, how did your God allow you to get whipped and beaten in the city today and thrown into that inner, this innermost prison? That's where the worst of the worst people on earth go. And I'm sure they were shouting out all kinds of mocking comments. But notice what Paul and Silas did. They prayed and sang praises. That, that can only happen when you and I are dedicated to truth and yielded to the Spirit of God. Only the Spirit of God could enable a human being to sing praises to their God in the midst of such dark circumstances. Remember, they could not open up their Bible like you and I have the privilege of tonight and see what was going to happen. They didn't know. For all they knew, they were going to be, get their heads chopped off the next day or they were going to be in there for weeks and be tortured. They didn't know what was about to happen. They didn't know that something was amazing was going to happen at midnight. But they knew that they had the truth and they stayed yielded to the Spirit of God within them. What a testimony. What a, a conviction to us that ought to be. Notice last of all tonight that um, not only we must have a steadfast commitment to truth, we must allow the Spirit of God to flow through us no matter what the circumstances. But last of all, notice a result here. Others will come to know Christ because they see the living God in and through us. Look at verse 26. As they sat there praying and singing praises to their God, suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awaking out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he, the jailer, called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas. And brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. The simple gospel right there. Believe. Put your dependence on Christ alone for salvation. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Others should come to know Christ because they see the hand of God in and through our life, shouldn't they? They should, see, they should see genuine love. They should see a dedication to God like they saw in Paul and Silas that night, even in the darkest of midnight. Boy, what do your neighbors see when you're going through a difficult time? What do your family members see in you when they see you going through a difficult time? Or your coworkers, do they see that peace and that joy even in the midst of some tears? that contentment, that happiness, because, hey, you have the truth. You have the Holy Spirit of God, the third person of the Trinity, dwelling inside of you, enabling you to have peace and joy in the midst of trial. Paul and Silas, think of the level of, of trial they went through that night. In all different ways, scoffers and mockers, public humiliation, physical 
abuse, getting whipped and beaten by angry, angry people in that city. But here, they kept their focus on Jesus. They knew that God makes no mistakes. And even though they suffered physically, they kept their focus, their praise on God. You know, if you ever struggle with discouragement and dep or depression, here's a simple formula in verse 25. Pray and sing praises to God. Just start praying and just start singing praises. You may not feel like it inside, but you know, a lot of times our feelings don't always totally match up with where we should be. <laughs> you know what I mean? And if you just, you just get your focus on Jesus, start praying and singing praises to God, you will be, God is going to use you in ways just like these men were used to point people to Jesus. Others are going to see that joy. They're going to see he or she has something that I need. Your coworkers will see that. Your family members will see it. But I wonder tonight, what, are, what have people been seeing in your life lately? Maybe you need to go to a family member and say, you know what? I need to apologize because I'm a Christian and I totally was not acting like a Christian that day or you know, whatever it might be or to your coworker. You know what? God can use that confession in a very, very powerful way to open up the eyes of that person who maybe saw you blow your temper, maybe saw you um, really doubting God in the midst of some trials. God can still work and use you. Look to him. Let's bow for prayer. Father, we thank you for this passage here tonight and that we can still see you do the supernatural. You are the living God. You have not changed one bit. Jesus Christ, our Lord, is the same today, yesterday, and forever. And Father, we come to you tonight and just ask that you would help us. Lord, if there are some, here, some Christians here tonight who have maybe, uh, maybe they've uh, not been a good testimony for you in some circumstance lately, maybe even among their own family, maybe a dad toward his wife and children, or whatever it might be, God, work in our hearts tonight. Help us to be honest before you. And Lord, encourage our hearts tonight with the reality that, that we can confess our sins and be faith. you are faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us and to use us, Lord, as sinners to go forward for you and to impact this lost and dying, blind world around us. Help us to have compassion. Help us to remember, Lord, the flames of hell. Lord, and may we go with the gospel and have compassion on the lost around us. God, may we pray as we ought to for our missionaries. May we pray that you would use us and give us a burden for souls right within our own heart. Lord, use us to see you do the supernatural as you are longing to do in the hearts of Christians who are looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. God, we thank you tonight for what you will do, for all your goodness. In Jesus' name. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org, where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, where you can see what's happening happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.